of the hour news as it happens when it happens wherever it happens local regional and global only on q95 the big station q95da.com right on q good morning this is the morning news for today august 18 for 2022 i'm your presenter hassan robinson here are the headlines President of the Dominica Public Service Union, DPSU, Steve Joseph, says the right to associate, as stated in the Constitution, is linked to the fundamental rights of assembly and is a major pillar in a democracy. Executive Director of the Women's Center Against Abuse Charity, Laurie Shill, noted the increase in domestic abuse reports and welcomed the groundbreaking study on violence against women in Bermuda. And voters in the U.S. state of Wyoming have ousted Congresswoman Liz Cheney, a rare Republican critic of former President Donald Trump, in a primary election in favor of a Trump-backed candidate. And these are your headlines, the details of these stories and more coming up next. Q95DA.com, right on Q. of the hour news as it happens when it happens wherever it happens local regional and global only on q95 the big station first off in the news the president of the dominica public service union steve joseph contends that the right to associate as stated in the constitution is linked to another fundamental right which is the right of assembly and is a major pillar in any democracy speaking on dpsu program on wednesday evening he had this to say. That right to associate is also linked to another fundamental freedom, which uh -huh. is the freedom of assembly. Um, and that is another necessary pillar in any democracy or any, any republic. Uh, in fact, <laughs> sometimes it is the only option to let people uh, draw attention to key social, uh, economic, and environmental issues. In fact, um, in some cases, it's the only way that you can demand certain answers from your public officials, from your your, your people in government. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I like how the Constitution captures it in 11.1. It says, except with his own consent, the person shall not be hindered to in the enjoyment of the freedom of assembly and association. Mm -hmm. uh, that is to say his right to assemble freely and associate with other persons and in particular to form or belong to, a, to trade unions or other associations for the protection of his interests. Correct. And, and, and that, that is section 11 in our constitution. And Joseph added that often we see these rights being trumped, undermined, and given resistance by the state when individuals decide to speak and advocate. More and more we see that right either being trampled on, being undermined, or whenever people choose to um, demonstrate or protest, there is a, a, a kind of grandstanding by the state as though to intimidate. Um, and I know we've been seeing a series of little walks through Roseau or through certain communities, um, and it's as though uh, we're trying to send a message that this is not 
tolerated um, in Dominica. I think that's dangerous. And that was Dominica's Public Service Union President Steve Joseph. Meanwhile, General Secretary of the DPSU Thomas Leta believes that any country where individuals are discouraged from joining or being part of a trade union signals something wrong. He was speaking on the program alongside Mr. Steve Joseph where he added that if things were right, individuals would not have any fear of being part of a union. If things were right, people would not have had any fear yes. of being part of a union. Right. But even those who are coming new into the service, in the public service, for yeah. example, yeah. and we had a discussion this afternoon mm -hmm. and uh, at our executive meeting, and we are hearing that people are telling you that they are new yeah. and they are afraid to join element, a union. Element of fear. Yeah, so there is that element of fear which is existing in our communities and at the workplace. And people... People's rights are violated, mm -hmm. and they can be targeted. So while people think that, hey, if I join a union, I'm part of the union, I will be targeted, I also want to say to them, when you are not part of the union, hmm. it's easier for, for them to victimize you. Yes. And that was the General Secretary of the DPSU, Thomas Later. And uh, the peace walkers continue to demonstrate their resolve and their advocacy for peace, justice, and liberation. This week marked 21 weeks of peaceful walks in Roseau, highlighting social issues without fear or political victimization. The peace walkers have been met with resistance and love by many as they continue to walk the good walk and speak for the voiceless. Here is a sample of what the voices had to say on Wednesday. We are here because there's too much injustice on God's earth that was not created by the Creator. We are here because Kanisha is somewhere and nobody has turned around and said, we found something. 21 weeks, my people, 21 weeks. And we are there. And we are here because we are not alone. And so I beg you, pray, ask the Father, ask the Holy Spirit to stay with us because this battle is almost won. And it's not won with sticks and stones and guns. It's won by the power of the Spirit of the I believe, according to Marcus Garvey again, always remember in Marcus Garvey today, one of his quotes was, if we liberate our mind, we will get to liberate our body. You understand? So mental slavery is what is happening in Dominica. And if we, as black people, try to strong enough to liberate our mind from that, then we can flow. You understand? Because I'm a mother of seven children and I do not go to government for nothing. I swear I work. I think it's by the sweat of your bro, you shall survive. So I'm liberated minded, I'm a liberated We are in charge. When we're ready for election, we'll, yeah, when you play fix and we will call election. We the people. And that was some of the voices of the Peace Walkers of Dominica. The Peace Walkers also gathered at the DPSU building where they met with the General Secretary Thomas Slater where the current social disposition of the country is described as being a new colonial era. 
Still in the local news that the lineup of the World Creole Music Festival 2022 just got even bigger with the addition of two new international stars, Bonaboy and Omali. After a two-year hiatus, the Dominica Festival's committee have been putting in the work and rising to the many challenges, first by hosting a successful carnival special event celebration, then the much-anticipated Jalan Creole Festival, and the now highly-anticipated World Creole Music Festival. Minister for Tourism Dennis Charles encouraged persons and tourism stakeholders to embrace the experience and opportunities that will be made available thanks to this year's World Creole Music Festival. The annual Creole Village will also be set up once again at the Botanical Gardens leading up to the three-night spectacle, says the Tourism Minister, as it is expected to provide much needed economic stimulation for many. Now, we are pleased to announce not only one, but two top class Afrobeats artists bringing to Dominica shores and the World Creole Music Festival for the first time, African songwriter, singer, and record producer who has won a number of awards, winning most recently a Grammy Award as our headliner, Nika welcomes Afrobeat sensation, Burner Boy. Alongside on stage with Burner Boy, we welcome to the World Creole Music Festival stage, Omar Lee. The World Creole Music Festival is going to be a world-class experience. So we invite visitors to come to Dominica to have a cultural immersion, second to none, for the entire month and for the week leading to the festival. We will have a Creole village in the Botanic Gardens from October 24th to 27th, which will afford patrons a great time, enjoying our local food and drinks, buying authentic Dominican products, and dancing to the rhythms of top acts. We expect the impact of the festival and fringe events this year to be epic. I encourage our tourism stakeholders and MSMEs to offer creative packages, inclusive of tours, and to register with DFC so people can get information on your business. So, our friends from all over the world, we invite you to World Creole Music Festival in Dominica, the top island in the Caribbean for 2022. And that was Minister for Tourism, Dennis Charles. Meanwhile, Marketing Manager of Digicel, Marvel Williams, expressed Digicel's relationship as headline partners with this year's World Creole Music Festival and those past, and says she expects bigger and better things. Digicel Dominica is elated to announce our headline sponsorship of the 22nd edition of Dominica's World Creole Music Festival, and by extension, proud presenters of the WCMF VVIP and the PVIP experience. 
Our company is ecstatic to be associated with the continued development of the festival, having had the opportunity to be headline partners over the years so many times. We have witnessed growth and development, sentiments not only expressed by us, but echoed by the many patrons who attended during the 2019 edition implementation. And today, we join the Discover Dominica Authority in adding more entertainment to an already star-studded lineup. Digicel welcomes Burner Boy and Omale, plus the many other artists who are going to grace us with their presence during the free nights of pulsating rhythms. Of course, it is exciting times for Dominica, it is exciting times for the World Choir Music Festival, and of course, exciting for Digicel. And that was the marketing manager of Digicel, Miss Marvel Williams. Still in the local news, uh, there is a real cost to the increasing debt and financial mismanagement of Dominica's economy, for which every youth and all residents in the society will inevitably pay for at a very high price. And that's the assessment of economist Dr. Thompson Fontaine as he shared the unfiltered truth about Dominica's uh, socioeconomic standings and its economic development trajectory. He contends that this will be the case if the country's leaders continue on their current path and lifestyle, and contends that ultimately the youth will feel the hardest brunt of the economic impact through unemployment, higher cost of living, and fewer opportunities. Dr. Fountain raised the argument for increasing and improving export levels, as was evident in the past. I'd like people to understand that there is a real cost to all of this. The high debt, mismanagement of the CBI program, the fact that we've, we've made, we've minted millionaires, but they're not Dominicans. The fact that you know we have this 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 banking crisis, the lack of access, we are not exporting anything. The real cost, the real translation of this, is the fact that what I was talking about earlier, the young people not being able to get opportunities within Dominica. You're talking about higher levels of unemployment, higher levels of poverty. You know, you're talking about people unable to make ends meet. That is the reality of all of those negative indicators. It seems that the only, the only solution the government has put forward is a national employment, so-called national employment program, which basically involves individuals uh, planting flowers or claiming the size of the road. And what the government should be doing is helping to have something to export. We don't have a water, a water industry in Dominica. We don't have an agro-processing sector in Dominica. When historically, we've done so well. So we've seen what has happened in the past. But for the past 22 years, it appears that we have come to a real standstill. And that was economist Dr. Thompson Fontaine. And the former Grand for Local Cooperatives Officer Washburn Coffee, uh, speaking with QFM earlier uh, this week, expressed the view that Dominica has come to a critical crossroads and Dominicans must reflect on the crucial issues they face. He says despite all of the pleasantry proposed in the 2022-2023 national budget, he has lost faith in Dominica's current administration. Coffey believes the current regime has served their purpose and should be removed from the office, whether it is by the customary voting process or by any other legal means that is acceptable to the general public. 
He added that although they appear to be dazzling the public of tokens, they are very aware of their predicament, knowing that they will not be there if the legitimate, untainted elections are held in Dominica. According to Coffey, the electorate has the power to solve the problem, but they must act decisively to free themselves from this burden. I believe they too recognize, you know, their situation in that, you know, they're in a very precarious situation as it comes to any genuine election in Dominica, that they would not be there, you know, so they, they continue to come with little goodies, you know, trampling in your eyes that may seem to disguise the populace. You know, so that's where we are. And I think the answer is in the hands of the electorate to do something very serious and for us to decide once and, and for all that we need to do what is right and to get this albatross of our name. And that was a former Grand Four Local Cooperatives Officer Washburn Coffey. Meanwhile, Dr. I.P. Pascal, also a guest on that program, further stated that by encouraging kids to honor, respect, and depend on adults who don't care, we are pushing them to look up to and revere individuals who aren't looking out for their security. Pascal added that we can tolerate the physical abuse we receive because it is similar to the abuse we have experienced during slavery. However, we complain a lot about physical violence, but it is only affecting a small percentage of the people. The majority of us, or all of us, according to Pascal, experience psychological violence, which is the worst kind of violence. The physical violence that we are subjected to, we, just like on slavery, we can survive that. Some of us obviously might succumb to it, but the majority of us will survive the physical violence. And the physical violence, we make a lot of beef about it, but it's only a minority of people, really, to be honest, that suffer that physical violence. And we tend to concentrate on that at the same time. All of us, or the majority, suffer in this abusive psychological violence, which is the worst form of violence. And we seem to have be asleep on it, or we seem not to be aware of it, or, or they have made it in a way where you don't even consider that is violence. And that was ENT specialist Dr. I.P. Pascal. Still in the local news, a co-host of Jolly's Health Vibes radio program and holistic health advocate, Ms. Trudy Christian, noted that individuals have already started dismissing the monkeypox virus because they have categorized it as a homosexual disease. Christian added that, hence, it was important to let the public know that whilst the outbreak may have begun through sexual contact, it is not determined conclusively that it is limited to or limited to the same-sex practices. A Christian also went on to say the second point that she would like to highlight would be the views of individuals on the vaccine and how quickly it was created. And the second thing was the, the talk about the vaccines. Now, I've seen people, Dominicans, saying, but yeah, they have a vaccine for that already. <laughs> they really want to kill us, Papa. Those kind of things. Um, and the vaccine talk that is that is circulating around monkeypox, the vaccine, and we had mentioned that just in, for in a previous show, right. is a smallpox vaccine that has been reintroduced now because it can give protection against monkeypox. Those two viruses are in the same family. family. Yes. So a lot of Dominicans, Dominicans born in the 60s, 50s, and 60s, already took 
a smallpox vaccine. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not a new vaccine. Those of us who were born, you know, beyond the seventies, um, would not have gotten smallpox vaccine because smallpox was eradicated. But there are quite a few people, older people, who have taken the same vaccine that they're talking about now for monkeypox. So those are the two things I felt were were, were important. And that was co-host of Jolly's Health Vibes program and holistic health advocate, Miss Trudy Christian. And in other news, a groundbreaking study on violence against women in Barbuda has been welcomed by women's charity amid reports of an increase in incitements or incidents. Uh, Laurie Shell, the executive director of the Center Against Abuse, says the charity had noticed a sharp increase in the number of domestic abuse reports in recent years. The confidential surveys would be collected across a cross-section of information that was basically non-existent in Bermuda and at present. Ms. Koka, master's student at the Cambridge University Sociology Department, says that the island's lack of statistics had hindered the formulation of bold policies required to combat uh, gender-based violence. There's more. Yep. So just, and just to give you a picture for the number of referrals that we get, the majority of the referrals that the Department of Child and Family Services receive come from the police and it will be for children who are exposed to domestic violence in their families. So in 2021, we had a, um, 168 children referred for exposure to domestic violence. And in 2020, we had 197 children referred to the department by the police of being exposed to domestic violence within their family. So that's just the picture of children that are being exposed to domestic violence that are being reported. It's probably underreported because the, the primary referral source is the police. Also, in other news, voters in the U.S. state of Wyoming have ousted Congresswoman Lisa Cheney, a rare Republican critic of former President Donald Trump in the primary election. She has been trounced by a relative political newcomer and Trump-backed candidate Harriet Hedgeman. Uh, Ms. Cheney, 56, was one of only two members of her party to join congressional committees investigating Mr. Trump's attempts to cling to power. Here's more. She knows we all support Trump, and she chose not to, so bye-bye. She, I think, was so singular focused on the, the whole Trump, uh, you know, taking down Trump that I think she took her eye off the ball. Politics are local. All 10 Republicans who voted to impeach Donald Trump after his supporters attacked the U.S. Capitol building in January last year have been subjected to what U.S. commentators are calling a scorched earth campaign of revenge. Four have retired, and as with Liz Cheney in Wyoming, the remaining three have been defeated by Mr. Trump's preferred candidates in primary elections in Michigan, Washington State, and South Carolina. The former president is wrestling with a number of high-profile legal matters, including the FBI's raid on his Florida home earlier this month. Despite some unsubtle hints, he's yet to say whether he will run, but if he does, he'll take comfort from the results so far that show the Republican appetite for his style of politics. And that's the morning news as a recap of the headlines. A president of the Dominica Public Service Union, Steve Joseph, says the right to associate as stated in the Constitution is linked to the fundamental rights of assembly and is a major pillar in a democracy. Executive Director of the Women's Center Against Abuse Charity, Laurie Shield, noted the increase in domestic abuse reports and welcomed a groundbreaking study on violence against women in Bermuda. 
and voters in the U.S. state of Wyoming have ousted Congresswoman Lisa Cheney, a rare Republican critic of former President Donald Trump, in a primary election in favor of a Trump-backed candidate. These were your headlines. As it happens, when it happens, wherever it happens, local, regional.